Bienvenidos and welcome to the Get Naked Show with Dr. Aura. It is my pleasure to come to you in this format and share the myriad of interviews that I have done with extra successful entrepreneurs, doctors, and lay people ready to share the best naked tips you can apply in your life and start shining from within now. So enjoy! sharing is caring and we're here to bless you with some awesome information on how to be successful how to get naked and how to thrive in moments of stress as we're all going through but in naked style i would like to uh, let my guest introduce himself welcome to the show dr tim young and can you please be so kind to introduce yourself to my audience absolutely thank you so much for having me on um for everybody listening that don't know me, uh, my name is Dr. Tim Young, or Tim Young. <laughs> I uh, currently live in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Um, I've been in practice for, this is starting my 26th year. Um, I'm originally from Southwest Missouri, and when I say Southwest Missouri, we're talking the deep hillbilly hills of Southwest Missouri, um, and I was raised in, in quite uh, a unique environment, and from where I come from and how I was raised and and the experiences that I had to where I sit today is quite a journey. And so during this podcast, um, I'm hoping that some of the lessons that I learned that I've applied in my life will benefit you. Woo. That, that is, that is awesome. And I, what I love about having amazing people on my show is finding out how they came about to be so passionate about what they're passionate about. Yeah. So if you can uh, tell me how, why did you, it could be about chiropractic or why did you decide to start the focus seminars, which I'm sure we're going to talk about what, what was the spark or that, uh, that naked moment, as I call it, that made you just say, wow, this is, this is really what I want to do. So many people struggle with finding their purpose and their passion. And I just love to pick people's brains and how they found theirs. Would you share? Yeah, I will. You know, it, here's the thing. So I will, I've, I've said, told this story a million times and I'll, and I'll share it again, but honestly, I'm one of those fortunate people that my, my, um, why my purpose found me, um, it, it, it came and found me. And I remember the exact day that it happened. Um, so a little bit of background, um, growing up in the country, growing up in the hills, um, when I was later on, like in the fifth, sixth grade, uh, we moved to Springfield, Missouri. And my uncle was a chiropractor. And so I had went to him off and on for football and wrestling and just things. Uncle Bill would, you know, pop your back. And, and so I had, was introduced to chiropractic when I was young and through high school. But it was never anything that I had planned on. This is what I'm going to do. And um, when I was 18 years old, um, I, was, I had just started bodybuilding. I was always, as part of my story, I was always real small. You know, my, my name was, you know, you know Little Timmy. It was my whole life. That's what I was, my, my aunts and still call me Timmy to this day. But, you know, I decided that, you know, my senior year, I had enough of being small. I was, I wanted to be a bodybuilder. And, you know, another story, I was told that you're, you're too small. You'll never be able to do it. And, and, and that was, you know, part of the lesson. But, but, but what happened was I was, I had just started working out, just started bodybuilding and I was in a car accident. I was riding with someone and he lost control and we, we went off of a bridge actually. I broke my back. I broke, you know, I, I should have never walked away from the, uh, the accident. When you look at the car, it, it was a, a, by the grace of God that I'm still here. But that being said, I was told by the orthopedic doctors at that time that, um, you know, young man, I, you know, you're done lifting weights. Your late weightlifting days are over and you will more than likely from this injury will probably have a limp and you'll have some disabilities from now on. Well, you know, I'm, at this time, I'm 18 years old. This is the uh, this is the fall of 1985, and I'm crushed. You know, you're you're my whole dream. Everything that I ever wanted to be was taken away from me. My uncle, the chiropractor, you know, I went to him, and I, this is what they told me. And he kind of smiled and he said, "Lay down," you know, and had a few choice words, but uh, you know, he just said, "Lay down." So six weeks later, from that moment, I was back in the gym working out, and six months later. I had won Teen Mr. Missouri in bodybuilding, and I competed for 25 years. You know, I, I, I made it up to a national level, one of the tops in the country uh, back in the day when I was younger. Um, so with that being said, it was a seed that was planted, but when I, I, but 
right after that, I went into the Navy. So uh, what I wanted to be was a Navy SEAL. This was my world. I was committed. This is, and, and I'll tell my other story later, but when I make a commitment or something, I have a kind of a statement, you know, I, I, uh, I plant my swing at whatever comes at me. This is what I'm going to do. I'm in the Navy. I'm training and getting ready. I get, I get through boot camp. I get through my first school. I go to my second school and I'm preparing to go into what's called BUDS. It's the basic underwater training for Navy SEALs. My back started really hurting. I started having lots of problems. And again, you got to remember, I'm 22 years old. I'm not a chiropractor. I'm not a doctor. I'm just a country boy out of the hills in the Navy trying to become a SEAL. I don't know anything. They're telling me they do MRIs. They do CAT scans. They do all this stuff. And they send me to the uh, medical building, 1988, 22 years old, Great Lake, Chicago. I'm standing there, and the lady is going through my file, and she says, they know you've got a problem, but they're not sure what it is. So they want to do exploratory back surgery. <laughs> so I wasn't very smart, but I didn't know that the, the term exploratory and back surgery didn't belong together. And I said, uh, no, ma'am, we're not going to do that. She kind of looked surprised. And this here again, you got to, this is what, 2021, this is 1988. I remember like, like I saw the movie yesterday, right? She said, well, all we can do is send you home. Now, or I've told this story and I can never articulate how um, powerful this moment was. God laid his hand on my shoulder. And at that very second, I felt you'll be a chiropractor. And I just, I, when she said, we'll send you home, that was the message that was sent to me. And I smiled and I said, send me home. Excuse me? Send me home. I knew right then. I knew. It was, it was a calming. It was a, a comfort. It was, I can't, I don't know how to articulate the words, but just that's what happened. Six weeks on med hold. I go back home. I get through the summer. I start, I start undergrad that January and I didn't stop until I got my degree. So chiropractic chose me. And, and since then, there's been so many things happen. My, um, the experiences that I've had within the profession, the experience I've had with other people have led me not only to build one of the largest practices in the world, we've just we've created something magical, but now it's my passion and my, my want is to, to help other doctors and help other people. Now, what I've done with helping other chiropractors, the principles that I teach are now being asked to go outside of the profession and start teaching other people and other professionals. And so that's that's where I'm at right now. And that's, that was what led me. So to your question, my passion and my purpose found me. And I'm so grateful for that. Well, that was, that gave me chills. I, I think it's just such a beautiful story. And at least I hadn't heard it. So thank yeah. you so much for sharing that. And it just brought to mind because it's how the show goes. Um, I was just thinking that um, the, the book that, um, Dr. Patrick Dentempo just came out with uh, your brand, your stand. Yeah. And, uh, and if we were going to say what brand is yours, what will be your brand or your Tim Young motto? You know, what's funny you bring that up. Patrick is a great friend. He's one of my teachers and mentors. I have a book right behind me. Yeah. Um, um, I've read it and I highlighted it and, and I've promoted it. But you know what? You know, that's really a great question. And, you know, when I, when I look at myself. And when I look at what I do and I get up every morning and my passion for, for serving others, I think my brand, my brand is, is, uh, transparency. It's absolute transparency and honesty. I, I have no, I have no ulterior motive other than to help another human being. And, and, and here's the, the, the frustrating part with this is I say frustrating. I guess I should say the fascinating part of this is we, we, we live in a world right now that that everybody is so guarded and so jaded and so standoffish that when you come to someone with pure, honest, caring, loving intentions, they put they put a wall up and they, and and, it, and it's like they don't want to believe that anyone truly does care that much, and that's the battle that I have. You know, I've literally, I've talked to doctors that honestly that were going to go out of practice. Some of them were going to commit suicide. They, they were going to end their lives because their world was so upside down. And I said, I can, I, I will help you. I can help you. I know, I know I'll do anything for you. I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? And, and it's because of how they've been treated in the past. And, and we live in such a jaded world. And I wasn't raised that way. Um, I, 
I told this story yesterday on a, on a, on a webinar that growing up where I grew up, you trusted everybody. Everybody was kind. Everybody was nice. Everybody was trustworthy. Everybody would literally had where I was, where I grew up, no one had anything. I mean, we were all poor. The whole area, no one had money. We didn't have things, but what we did have was yours. If you needed it, it was yours. And that's how I was raised as you you go out of your way to serve another person. My friends will tell you, even as, as we were kids, if, if I got $5 allowance, that means I had 250 and my best friend had 250 Just the way I've always been. And and so I've, I've just brought that into my adult life and my professional life. And I've helped a lot of people. But what what's fascinating is, is how many people that put up a guard but if I'm going to say my brand, it's just it's, it's honesty and transparency. I, I generally love everybody. I, I, there's not a human being on this planet that I wouldn't go out of my way to help. It's it's hard to translate that, though. I guess, and I hope that answered your question. That that does answer my question. I can relate tremendously because obviously I do the my whole brand get naked. I do it to be transparent and to help people, you know, be vulnerable and, and realize the beauty that God put inside of all of us. And and I love to help people. I love to people bring people on the show and let them, you know, promote whatever they want because I want. I know if it can help one person, it will help. You know, it was worth my time and my effort. So Absolutely. I can totally relate to your transparency stand and. And I stand for something very similar and I want to help. I've been doing mission trips for 12 years with Cara Mission and I just want to help and help. And and I, I, I can totally relate to your what this blog that people have, whether it comes when you want to help them, whether it is in your office or in a coaching kind of manner, because we, we indeed have been lied to so much. And and, you know, we live I live in Miami. So people here are. I'm going to say not that nice most of the time. Yeah. So when I get out of the country, when I get out of the state, I'm like, why are people smiling at me? What do they want? Are they going to rub me? <laughs> you know? yeah. so, uh, but but it's just it's how we've been. You know, we're, we're surrounded and people get taken advantage of, etc. So why would you say taking on this note, which is going totally not the direction I was going, but what would you say to people that feel um, that feel this 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 pain of being taken advantage or being lied to whether it is by another coaching group or uh, another chiropractor or or the news or the government or whatever it is that feeling that we feel like you know that w we haven't been heard that we we need to guard ourselves because if not we're gonna be hurt you know that's a great question because the whole world is dealing with this right now and yeah. i get how much and just probably like you you know my phone has blown up with everything happening. I get so many calls and so many messages on all the stresses. And, and I finally had to kind of tell everybody this. <laughs> this is my take on this. So I want you all, to, I want everybody listening. I want you guys to picture something. And then I'll, and I'll back this up. You're standing on the beach. You're by yourself. You're standing on the beach on a, on, right on the edge of the water. And you're looking out at the ocean. And you look out and there is a monster freight liner coming right at you. And it's not slowing down. There is absolutely nothing you're going to do to stop that freight liner. If you stay where you're at, you're going to get run over. It, it doesn't matter how much you scream and yell. It doesn't matter how upset you get. It doesn't matter how passionate you are. It doesn't matter how strong you think you are. You're not stopping it. So the only thing that you can do, the only, the only control that you have is over yourself. The only thing that you can change is your decision. So you have to make a decision right then to move, stay or move. Now, in our world, you have to make that same decision. Nothing that we can do, young lady, you and I, I don't care how passionate we are. I don't care how much we wish this would happen or wish that would happen or want this or want that or are upset about current events or things that people have done. We can't change that, and we're not going to change it. The only thing that we can be in control of is right between our ears. And so move out of the way of the freight liner and take control of your own emotions. You know, all of us, all of us have a story to tell. Everybody has a story to tell. I've, I've told my story, and, and, and enough people it resonated with, now they want me to write a book about it. So <laughs> I type like this, so this has been an interesting thing. But you know, through my life growing up, I, it was it was rough growing up. I went through a lot of hard things. My father was hard. I grew up in the hills. There's a different code. There's a different way of living 
um, there that most people don't understand. No different than I listened to a guy yesterday speak that he grew up poor in the Bronx. Uh, he grew up, I mean, so we all have a story. But here's the thing. Everybody needs to understand this. Life does not happen to you. It happens for you. And you can either take these, these events, you can take the people that have tried to take advantage of you or all that. And you can say that this happened to me. Oh, poor me. Or you can thank God that you was delivered a lesson. You learned from this. Thank goodness these things happened to me. Now I know. Now I know um, moving forward, this is right, this is wrong. But you don't shut off. You open up. You receive. You know, you you receive. You know, Tony Robbins, which is one of my favorite people in the world, and he one of my favorite sayings is, People, they get confused. They, they, they say they can't accomplish because there's not enough resources. Everybody's out to get me. Um, there's not enough, you know, COVID, you know, we, we can't build a practice or we can't do this or we can't do that. There's not, a, there's not a lack of resources. There's a lack of resourcefulness. And that resourcefulness comes from inside you. You've got to understand who you are and why you are. But if all you do is, is look for reasons why you can't or blame others for why you haven't, well, then all you're doing is throwing your resources out the door and there's just millions. I, Lord, I know you've seen it too. I have seen young doctors try to open their practice or businesses open their practice in the last six months. And they come to me and say, it's impossible because of COVID. They can't, they, they no one's coming in and no one's doing this and no one's doing that. <laughs> um, my daughter is south of me about, oh, I'm on 63rd street. She's on 23rd street. She opened her practice. She's a year in practice. In a year's time, or she's seeing over 200 patients a week, 85 a day. She's seeing 10 to 15 new patients every single day. Wow. So, so why can she do it and they can't? It's not a lack of resources. It's a lack of resourcefulness. And it's, and it's understanding who you are, why you are, and what you do. And for the listeners, man, yeah, people take advantage of you. That's the world we live in. And it's always been the world we live in. I mean, people have been doing this since the beginning of the time. But what do you do with it? What do you do with those lessons? And, and I think that's where people get hung up is they start feeling sorry for themselves like somebody did something to them. And if they twist their paradigm and say, well, wait a minute, maybe they did something for me, then things will start changing. I, I, I love that. And I also love Tony Robbins. I just did Day with Destiny now in December. Uh, that was, that was it amazing. Yeah, we've done, we've done yeah. Business Mastery. We've done Date with Destiny. We've done yeah. a bunch of them. Um, I've, you know, I've I did just the mastery last year, and I still have two to go. But I think I think it's great, and indeed, everything is happening for us. We just exactly. have to change the lenses and the perspective that we're seeing a situation because it's a blessing in disguise. Even the most horrible things, you know, uh, Ganika was born because I was in an abusive marriage, and it was physically and emotionally abusive. And I, this was a system that I developed for me to be able to climb out of that. And then I decided to spread it out and help other people use it. Because if a woman like me, as strong and successful as me, could have fallen into that, it could have happened to anybody. But I realized it was a gift. It was a gift for me. It was, it's been a yeah. gift for so many now. So I'm almost so grateful to my ex-husband for <laughs> this situation. Well, the I was perfect example. The perfect example what I was just saying, sis. You, you, the, you know, two women, or two human beings. I don't want to say women because everybody's been, two people can be abused. One can take it and rise above it and now use that to help others. Or the other one can turn to drugs and alcohol. It's a decision that we make, you know, and, 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 it's, and it's an opportunity. We have a huge opportunity, you know, and yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it all the time. I, you know, there was a day when I was an associate doctor, one of my stories, I'm, I'm, I'm married. I have two brand new daughters. My, I, I don't, I hate calling them stepdaughters. They're my daughters. I raised them. I'm their daddy. Um, they're grown adults now. But back then, we're one and a half and five. Um, I get married. We move to Oklahoma. I take an associate position. My wife is pregnant with a baby on the way. Um, they're paying me about $500 a week, which back then was, you know, paying rent. That's about it. I come to the, the office one day, and the locks had been changed. They shut the practice down, changed the locks, and moved to another town. No word, no explanation, no anything. All of a sudden, I have nothing. I have no job. I have no money. I have no, I have nowhere to go, but here's what I have. I have a wife. I have two daughters and I have a baby on the way. And so it, it, again, it goes back to all the lessons that I went through growing up. I had to plant my feet again 
and I had to pick up and swing. I didn't have an option. I, I, I held such a resentment and anger for those, those people because they were supposed to be friends of mine. We graduated from chiropractic school together that did this to me. Um, I, I, held, I held an anger in my heart for those two people for so long. And then, like you and I talked about, then you realize, well, the greatest gift that they could have ever given me that? Honestly, it could have went a different direction, but <laughs> they gave that to me because had it not been for that, um, what you're seeing today may, may have never happened. And so, you know, now you have to be grateful for the the trials that you go through, because if, you, if you're not grateful for them, then you've missed you missed God's lesson in the first place. Mm -hmm. You missed the lesson. It's almost you got to stop and see what do I need to learn from this? Every single time you either are complaining or feel anger is a window for you to stop and see it from a different perspective so you can see the blessing in disguise for the lesson that has been given to you right then exactly. and there. So I love that. But I'm going to ask you some uh, questions because I know I, I get a lot of, uh, I've spoken at many seminars and I get a lot of followers that are students at chiropractic yeah. schools and yep. my mission trips. And I love to feed their souls with uh, some good content. So um, what would it be, what would you say are your must things for your personal life and your practice life, whether you're speaking from a coach perspective, what you will tell uh, people that are coaching with you, young doctors or doctors that just want to rise and above or, uh, or for your own practice, right? So what is your must if you had to say must and then for your personal life as well? Okay. So we'll start with the personal life first, because um, within my coaching group, I have, I, I call it foundations and there's 10 different foundations. So, and it's all video based. And I, where I'm different is I've actually recorded everything I think, say, and do in, in my personal life and in my practice. And you can actually, it's like standing behind me and watching me with patients, watching me do a report, consultation, exam. It's different. I, I just like, I'm again, transparent. Here's what I do. There's a reason I can see what I see and do what I do. And then, and I'm going to show you. But with that being said, the personal thing, the very first video I do, the very first thing that I want to get through to everybody, I call it personal philosophy. And here's what I mean by that. You have absolutely have got to be, you have got to trust, you have to respect, you have to care about, honor, and absolutely love you. When you look in the mirror and the person you look at, you have to, you have to know that person and you've got to really look at the go, that's the person I want to be because here's the thing in any business, but especially in chiropractic, when you are communicating to another person, you want them to trust you. You want them to believe in you. You want them to respect you. Um, that's as a doctor, you hope that your patients feel that about you. If you don't feel those things about you, there's no way that you could possibly expect anyone else to. That's dis that's disrespectful to them, and it's not going to happen. They will sense that. There's a you all anyone that's ever been around anybody, you can sometimes you can be around somebody and you just want to you just want to be next to them. They put off a vibration. They put off an energy. Or you can be around somebody that you would just just walk out of the room. You don't even want to be near them. It's not even anything they say. It's just a feeling that you get. Well, that feeling comes from that that self uh, that that sense of certainty about who you are. So that personally, you've got to be right with you. You have to be right with you. And the stronger you are with you, then your relationships with your spouse, with your children, with your friends are so strong. Now, you take that into your business, into your practice. Now we can talk about what is the most important thing, in my opinion, on being a successful chiropractor. Once you're right here. The, the number one most successful thing is you got to know why you adjust. You got to you know, listen. There's a lot of different, especially right now in our in our world, there in our, in chiropractic. There's a lot of um, uh, how should I put this information coming through school that there's a lot of different types of chiropractic. And I'm going to tell you, I've been in practice 26 years. <laughs> um, I've traveled all over the world. I've worked with a, the true master in this profession, and I'm going to just say this. And I hope I don't offend anybody, but your patients can go see anybody for almost anything that a lot of chiropractors do. They can only come to you for the adjustment, period. No one else can do what we do as the adjustment. There's a lot of people can do EMS. There's a lot of people can do massage. There's a lot of people can stretch. There's a lot of people can do all the therapies. 
They can't. I'm not saying those things are wrong. I'm just saying as a chiropractor, you absolutely under, have to understand why it is you're a chiropractor, what your purpose is, what do you do, why do you do it, and then to me, how you do it. Your technique has got to be, you got to, you'll never be perfect, but it needs to be the pursuit of mastery. And here's why I want you to think about this. Would you ever want your patient to think that they're going to see a so-so chiropractor? Just, well, they're just good enough. In my world, good enough is never good enough when it comes to laying hands on another human being. My focus and my intention is so pure. When I lay hands on somebody, the whole world stops. Time stands still. I could spend a minute. I spend, I average a minute to a minute, 15 seconds with a patient. I have patients drive three and four hours one way. And if you was to ask them how long they're in their office with me, they will say, oh, Dr. Young spends all kinds of time with me. It's five, six, seven minutes, 10 minutes, 60 seconds. It's not the, it's not the, the quantity of the time. It's the quality. And that's the focus and the attention on your art. And if you do that, then your practice will explode. Then when it, when you get that, then we have to talk about procedures so you can keep up with all the people. I don't care about your procedures. I don't care about your software. I don't care about your marketing. I don't care about how big your office is, your floor plan. None of that matters if no one shows up, right? You know that. If no one comes to your office, all those things are irrelevant, right? I don't care if that you have a degree. I don't care how smart or how what your grades were. If there's no one in your office, it is irrelevant. No one cares. So personally, God, you got to know who you are. And you got to spend some time really really work on that person that you truly want to be and trust, love, and respect. And then that translates. But then when you go in your office or any business, know what you do, know, know why you do it and how to do it. And that, to me, that, that's the, that's the secret to all success is those things right there. Simply. Well, that's, that's, that's a mouthful, but it is so, <laughs> so true. I always teach it in the Ganeke that you have to be, for me, is the, my, my hierarchy. You got to be good with God, then good with you, then good with your inner circle, your close relationships. Then you start expanding. But if you don't have this trait, you got nothing to offer. Um, so you have to start with the basics. And you just gave us the main basics for success. So I love that. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about focus because I can't believe I haven't been. So I'm I'm sorry, but I'm very naked and I'm true. So I haven't been to one. So I look forward to attending and visiting Oklahoma, which yeah. we're talking about how how serendipitous that is. But what does the word focus mean to you? Okay, so I'll, I'll tell you how this all came together. Um, so 12, 14 years ago, 14 years ago, I was um, I was sitting at home and just, it was young chiropractor. And I was in my heart, I was like, I'm, I'm looking for philosophy. I'm looking for more chiropractic. I'm, um, you know, I'm building my practice. I'm raising my family. And in just innately something was, I, I need more. So this was when the internet first came out. I'm, this is like dial up AOL. This is how long ago this was. And so I, get, I, so I get on and all I put in was chiropractic philosophy. The first thing that come up was dead chiropractic society. Hmm. I, I like, what is that? So I go into that and then I see this thing called CalJam, right? And I have no idea what this is. I have, I have no clue. I'm reading this and I'm thinking, I got something. Again, this is how the universe works. And you got to pay attention to when it speaks. I got to go to this. It's, I need, I have to go to this. So I go out in the front room. My wife is out there. Uh, she's in the, I actually go in the kitchen. I said, I need to go here. And what's interesting about this is my wife questions me. If I say I'm going to run up to the store, I get five questions. Why? Well, we can do that tomorrow. I'm going to go. I mean, it's like it's it, this is our it's our, our relationship. <laughs> she never questioned. She said she just immediately pulled her laptop up and started booking my flights. It was it was weird. So I go to Cal Jam one and I sit by myself in the middle of Cal Jam. And have you been to Cal Jam before? No. OK, That's so one I need uh, there are two or three thousand people there. It's, yeah. it's insane. Um, I hadn't met Billy before. I hadn't met any of these people. I didn't know any of these people. I was in a coaching group and I was in a bubble, right? I didn't know any of this stuff was going on out in the chiropractic world. I was young. I just didn't know. And I listened to the message, messages that resonated with me so strongly. And it shifted me. It changed me. And, and, I, and so the next year I go back and I take a few of my friends and then I kept going back. So two years after that, um, I'm on my bike. I, uh, my wife and I, we rode bike and I was by myself at this time. And I had rode, it was, I was just doing a, a quick, um, 
like it was like 36 mile run. I was going 18 miles out and 18 miles back. Right. And so I'm riding my bike and I get to the 18 mile turn. And as I turn around and I start back up the hill, what BJ called this thought flashes, it hit me focus, the fountain of chiropractic understanding. And by the time I got home, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I already had my first talk planned and I already knew who I was going to contact to come speak at focus one. It, what I, what hit me was there is such a powerful message that is not being told. It is, it is not being shared. There are powerful chiropractors that are doing amazing things in the profession that no one knows about that. If we could hear this message, if we, and, and Billy started it, Billy DeMoss started it with Cal Jam. And now we've had, you know, if you, if you go back, I'm a huge chiropractic. Man. If you see the picture behind me, that's, um, I just had a paint. I just had a, a, uh, one of the top artists in the world that he, I commissioned him to make that. That's the first chiropractic adjustment. Yep. This is my heart. This is, I, I, I am chiropractic. Mm -hmm. And so I love, you know, so we had Lyceum back in the day, BJ would have huge, Three or four thousand people under a tent in the middle of a field in Iowa in the summer. I mean, and, and then you know, then there was DE and, and and all these things. But then we lost it, and Billy kind of brought it back. And I thought, you know, there's one time a year we've got to continue this message. We've got to keep reaching people with the message of the, with a story of chiropractic, right? And there's so many people that have, like you, have a story to tell, have something to share. So. <laughs> I told I come home. I walked in. I told my wife. I said, "Here's what we're going to do." And every time I do that, she sits down and goes, "Oh my word! Here we go again." We start so many things. Focus, focus, OKC. And in 90 days, we put this thing together, and and or I had over 300 people show up first time, first meeting. Um, I contacted Billy DeMoss. I contacted uh, Brad Glowacki, Rob Sinnott, um, and, and these doctors. They didn't know me. They knew they had no idea who I was. I, I reached out to them and said, this is what I'm going to do. And they all showed up. No questions asked. Um, we become such great friends now. Um, but through the years, it has grown and grown. And this is our this year will be our 12th year. Now I have doctors contacting me. They've come in from all over the world, Australia, um, Europe, uh, Spain, um, oh, my gosh, everywhere, all over this country, the top of the top. Um, Benny Matthews, he comes in from uh, Cardiff, Wales. He's one of my favorite people. They fly in from all over the world to stand on the focus stage to share their passion, to share their story, to share their knowledge. And we last year we had, well, this last year, it was funny, was in 2020, I was the only seminar in the country to have a live seminar. I Everybody else went, you know, went podcasts and stuff. No. I'm not doing it. I will stand my ground. I will plant my feet. I believe this. So we had, we still had 200 people. Um, the president of the ICA, Stephen Welsh, he, he spoke and he come to me at my house and he said, you do realize you're the only one that did this. I know. Well, you do realize they're coming after you. I don't care. My profession is bigger than what they can do to me. And so all these years, it's just grown and has grown. And now we have seven and eight different schools. Students come. And you would not believe the amount of um, stories and messages I get. I was going to quit school until I went to focus, and now I know my purpose. I was going to quit practice, and I went to focus, and now I know my purpose. Um, if I have just a quick second, can I share another real quick story with you about this? This is, my favorite, this is my favorite testimony on Focus OKC. About five years ago, a, a doctor brought his two CAs, made them come to the meeting. And they were young. They were like in their early 20s. Well, they didn't want to go. It was their weekend, right? They didn't want to take their weekend to a stupid seminar. And so, but he made them come. He said, I want you to come listen. Well, they had their boyfriends come with them so they wouldn't sit there by themselves. They sat in the very back of the class. And I think that year we had six or 700 people there. So they sat and listened all, all this whole weekend. The next year they came back and they came and found me and they pulled me to the side and said, we have to tell you a story. So they tell me this. This is what happened. We were there. We didn't want to be there. My boyfriend's come. They're, they're like one was, I think, in construction or one was, I, you know, working for his dad. I don't know. It's just they just like they sat there. They said, we need to tell you something, Dr. Young. All four of us are in chiropractic school right now. Oh, my heart just exploded. I like. So how powerful is that, that four people that knew nothing of chiropractic, knew nothing of their future, knew nothing about what was going on, they heard this message 
And now they know their purpose. And if you can take the profession and bring them together and get this message, what could we do with that? That's what Focus OKC is about. And that's what Focus stands for. And it's family ran. It's me, my wife, my, my sister, my wife's sister, my sister-in-law, Brooke, works for me. My kids are involved. It is a family, and it is it is raw, chiropractic, transparent, and it, it is it is the truth. And and there's my description of. <laughs> I hope that I hope that wasn't too much, but I get really passionate about it because I'm really proud. When is when is your next seminar, and how can people find it? It is the last weekend of July, so it is, and I always forget that July this year. It is July. It's always the last weekend of July, but it is July um, 30th and 31st here in Oklahoma City, and. If you want any information about Focus OKC, about me, about my coaching, about I have adjusting seminars. I have one in my office coming up next month. I teach those a lot, technique. Um, all you have to do is go to focusokc.com. And everything that you could possibly want to know about me and all the crazy stuff that I'm doing is on there. That 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 is just awesome. I, I, I love your story and I love that. I can't wait to go to Oklahoma. For no, focus. Yo, no, you will love it. It's so much fun. Yeah. Two reasons to go. Is there are there any um, regrets that you have had through your journey? Any anything that comes to mind that clears <laughs> your soul and you would like to share with us? Let me put it here in the banner. Also, the, the your website. Okay. You know what? I I don't have you know the regrets that I have. I don't really have regrets as far as actions or you know i've made a lot of mistakes you know like i'm human uh, you know i've learned to forgive myself and love myself and understand that you know the mistakes is where you learn um you know it's like my favorite one of my favorite all-time quotes ever everybody laughs at me but i love it is um is that uh, how you spell it yeah. sorry Focus yeah that's it that's perfect. perfect thank you so right. much yeah no uh, my rocky my rocky quote you know it's not it, it's not how many times you get knocked down it's how many times you get knocked down and get back up and that and, and to right. me that's that right there is the epitome of living. But I will tell you, and I want to stress this to students and young doctors, um, I want you guys to understand something. I uh, This previous Monday, uh, I turned 54 years old. Woohoo! Happy birthday. Well, thank you. And I, But I'm thinking to myself, really? How did that happen? Um, so if I was to say, if I could go back and do anything over, I would... When I was my late 20s, well, all my 20s, my late 20s, early 30s, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take time for granted that I had an abundance of it and that I wasn't going to grow older and that I, and <laughs> because it happens. And so I'm going to kind of shift gears, but financially, please take care of yourselves. Please understand that whether you're 24, 28, 30, 34, 40, I don't care. You're going to be 54 tomorrow. And I understand where I'm sitting right now that I'm going to be 60 in a blink of an eye. I mean, my 50th birthday, we we hiked the Inca Trail to Machu Picchu, a four-day hike over the mountains. And it was like something I've been planning since I was 20 years old, right? That was when I turned 50. That was yesterday. And all of a sudden, four years as this went by, and I'm thinking, and I've accomplished a lot. I've done a lot. Um, but if I could go back, and my regret is if I could go back, I would start saving and investing when I was 30. Not when I was 45. Um, I, I went through a series of becoming successful, and I and I grew up without. I never had anything. I didn't even know that these things existed. You know, uh, to me, a successful life was making six dollars an hour. I mean, I didn't I didn't understand. Now all of a sudden, the world is exposed to me, and I'm making money, which I thought was weird, and I kind of freaked out over that. But then I started becoming really successful, and I and I went through the abundance phase. You know knew this and knew that and travel here and travel there, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with celebrating life. But at the same time, take care of yourself along the way because when you're going to blink and if any of you that are my age or older, you're going to be, I know you're all shaking your head going, he's, he's not lying. So to me, if I'm giving anybody advice, forgive yourself, forgive the past. Don't live there. It doesn't exist anymore. Live for the moment, but plan, plan and prepare for down the road because um, I don't want I don't want to see anyone broken down, wore out and broke, and, you know, as they get older. I want you I want you living life to its fullest and, and because you prepared. I think that's a great message that I needed to share. Ooh, I, I love that. I just turned 47 and I can't believe I'm 47. It's and weird, like, isn't it? 
I'm like, what is that? Why am I 47? My kids are going off to college. I've been in practice for 22 years. I'm like, I feel like a teenager still, which is, which is we are still dressed like a teenager sometimes. So, um, uh, but I, I love that. What tips would you give us middle agers uh, on how to best um, plan financially? What is your go-to uh, tip that you would give somebody that is like, wow, I need to do this because 2020 hit me really hard and, and it was a wake up call. So could you give us what would be your best tip? And I know you're not a financial guy, oh. but still what will be the best tip that you can give us? And what was your best lesson from 2020? Because you are my first interview of 2021. So I want to just wrap it up with the craziness we've been through. Okay. So, you know, as, as, as you're, you know, cause like you said, I love this cause it's, I, I have no idea what these questions are. So when you ask me a question, it's spontaneous. Like what, like what comes to my mind? The Stick first thing, it, <laughs> no, that's what, that's what's great about this. I love it. Yeah. So I will tell you this and my wife will tell you this. It drives her insane. My wife, God, thank God for her. Or I, there's no telling where I would be. You know, Tony Robbins says there's three kinds of people. There's the, the um, artist, there's the manager, and then there's the entrepreneur. I consider myself the artist, man. I can dream it up. I can dream it up. I'm, I'm good. I'm, my art is with my hands. I can create, create, create. My wife is the manager because she takes all my craziness and puts it in the action. That's why we have what we have. But all for years, for years, we need to be on a budget. We need to be on a budget. We need to be on a budget. We need to, we need to do, need to do these, these things. We need to watch our spending. And I'm being the artist and my brain is, well, no, I just need to make more money. And then the more money we make, then we don't have to worry about the budget. So thank God she's budgeted, but I've always found ways to make money. So my number one tip is to create other streams of income and don't limit yourself. Find out what you love. And here's the thing. If you really want to, if you want to make money, if you want to create wealth, just find a way to help someone else. It's, it's really all you have to do. Fill a, fill a need. Find the need. Think about, well, this is what people are actually looking for. Well, if I can find a way, whether it be read 20 books and become an expert on a subject, and now you take your expertise and you share it, generate income, make more money. But the money that you make, I don't care. And we're trying to teach our kids this. If you make a dollar, put 10 cents somewhere. If you make $100, put $10 somewhere. If you make 1000 put 100 If you will just simply do that and put it put it somewhere, put it in a, in a, in a vessel that's, that's safe, that's creating um, and creating a return. We have several different things. I tell you, the number one thing that I we have found is in real estate. My wife will she will go to the sheriff's auction and she'll buy um, houses that are in foreclosure, and then she'll go in and, and she's really good at this. She'll spend some money, um, you know, remodeling it and kind of cleaning it up and repaint. And she just knows and turn around and make a ridiculous amount of money. And we just kept rolling that into the next house and the next house. We did that for she's done that for so long, and even in the houses we lived in. We would buy a house, remodel it, and then live there, and then, they, and then someone would want to buy it. We made a large sum of money. So this monster of a place that I live in right now, we paid almost cash for it doing that. So you don't have to do homes, or, but I'm just saying find something that you're good at, invest in that, invest back into yourself and generate more income, but then take that extra income and keep it and put it places that's going to and, – and get a financial advisor. Find somebody – probably the best advice I can give anyone – Find somebody successful that you know, and they will. And successful people love to share. Most of the time, you think that you can't talk to their standoffish. I have found that the, the most successful people that I know have become my friends. They're the most giving, caring people. They they want to give you this knowledge. They want to see other people. That's why they're successful. So find somebody successful and ask them, "What did you do? Where do you put your money? What you, what's your advice?" To, that's the best advice I could possibly give. You know. I hope that's what you were looking for. Wow. That no, that's great. That's great. Thank you. I, I, I love that share. And is there any last thoughts? I call them my naked tips uh, that you can give the audience before we wrap this up on on how to uh, swim through the beginning of 2021. I heard a joke that was really funny that it was just like, I, I want to return my seven day free trial 2021. So many people 
feel kind of uh, like, you know, low. So what can you advise or give to them to yeah. just give them the hope and the faith they need to just uh, go out and this year and, and just feel hopeful that they can create their life? So I will tell you this. So I'll tell you, um, I was in, so my wife turned 50 this year in Jan, in February, and we had planned this huge trip. There was a group of us. I have a group. We have a huge group that travels. <laughs> And so we were, we were in New Zealand. We went to New Zealand. We were there for a week. And then we were going to go to Australia for a week. And we were going to die the Great Barrier Reef. And we had this whole trip planned. Well, we get to New Zealand, which is absolutely amazing, one of the most beautiful places on the planet. And we're there. And this is in March, the 1st of March. And that's when everything hit. The whole world closed down. We almost didn't get home. It was pretty terrifying. And, and I remember being there and my phone blew up because coach i coach over 250 people in 18 different countries right and and so everybody was freaking out and i walked out into this field in front of this house we were at and shot a video on my phone to send out to everybody all right calm down let's put things in perspective so i have a different perspective than most um with what i'm getting ready to say because i've dealt with so many different people who went through 2020 now, I say this respectfully, and I know there's many people that are might be listening to this that have a total different experience. Um, I know there's people who went through some horrible things, lost everything, lost family members due to this, uh, due to COVID, um, lost their business. And, and I'm not making a lot of that. I'm really, really not. But what I will tell you, that the biggest lesson that I learned with everybody that I worked for, the ones that buckled down and didn't give up and went into their business or went into their office. And I have doctors that in Kentucky and Colorado and uh, another state, their offices were shut down for six weeks, six solid weeks. One of my doctors in Kentucky, a great friend of mine, he's been in practice for 36 years. He told me that I almost become an alcoholic. He said, for 36 years, I've never missed a day in my office. And now they're telling me I can't go. He went through a little bit of depression yeah. and I worked with him through that. Here's what I saw. Every single doctor that, that got shut down had a record 2020 year. Every single one of them. And here's why. Because, again, you have to look at what's happening in the world. And if you take it on as it's the end of times, it's we're all destruction, we're all doomed, then you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But if you look at what happened as a huge lesson, as a huge blessing, as you find the gifts that it gave you, it made you stand up a little taller. It made you plant your feet and go, you know what? This is really, really tough. There's a lot of crazy things going on. I'm not in control of that, but what I can control is what's right in front of me. Everyone that I know that did that came out ahead in 2020, and, and now that when I talk to them, they say 2020 was a blessing. It was one of the best things that ever happened to them. They connected to their families. They spent more quality time at home. They actually traveled in this country um, with their families. They It made them appreciate the things that they were taking for granted, there's like we talked about this whole podcast, the lessons that we learned. 2020 was one of the biggest lessons that we could possibly ever get. Now, moving forward, 2021, it's starting out like a big, you know, you know what, you know, show. I mean, it just, it seems like it is. It's, it's irrelevant. You're standing in, you, you, if, you, if you're really feeling overwhelmed about 2021 right at this moment, mm -hmm. the problem is you're still standing on the beach waiting for that, that freight lander to run over you. Get out of the way. Go do, go, go do something that you can control and take care of and focus your attention on what you can control in the good. Put your blinders up and, and, and be, be disciplined. Be very, very disciplined on protecting yourself from the negative. Stay in the positive. It's going to play out. Think about this. We've had two world wars. We've had Korean War. We've had the, we've had the Vietnam War. We've had the race riots. This country has been through so much and, and – Everybody says this is the worst time ever. Yeah, go back and tell go back and tell people who lived in Georgia in 1960s this is the worst time ever. They will tell you that you all are a bunch of spoiled brats. Um, people who went through the Spanish flu, 1919 flu, where half the country died. Right? I mean, that's what saved chiropractic. The chiropractors were the only ones saving people, and, and they went to chiropractic school. So if you look back in the history, we're just going through another another time in history. We're just not used to it because we've been spoiled for so long because everything has been going along great. And here's what's interesting. You know this for a fact. You look back the last five years, how many people complained about how bad things were? 
Exactly. Every, yeah, my gosh. Oh, <laughs> things are so bad. And then 2020 hits and they're like, I will take that again. So let's put it in perspective, man. Sun is the sun is shining. Things are beautiful. You you've got you you've got two hands of heart. There's no reason. There's no reason that you can't explode. Like I said, I'm seeing it. I watched my daughter and I'm so inspired by her. She's young. She's full of energy. She's got this exploding practice. She sees babies and pregnant moms. She see, she's seeing 13 to 14 new patients a day in 700 square feet after a year to year and a half. She's exploding. And she's calling me going, Dad, how do I help all these people? I'm freaking out. I don't know how to take care of all of them. And I'm just smiling going, what a great problem to have. And she did that in 2020. Now, come on. 2021 is going to be the best year of your life if you choose. I love that. I love that, Dr. Tim. You've been amazing. It's been such a pleasure for oh, me. This to has been so much you. fun. Yeah. Uh, to have you on the show and you gave so many nuggets here. I mean, so many lessons. Indeed, it is up to us. Like I've been telling my patients, my clients, my friends that have been blowing up my phone. I said, we have one choice and one choice only. And the choice is to be well. Because exactly. if you want to make a difference in your family's lives, in your businesses, in your practices, in the world, in this country that you love so much, you have to be well, mind, body, and spirit. Absolutely. So make it, make that your priority. And, and this is maybe really naked, raw, and real. We all have all kinds of emotions, and I'm telling you to shove them in. I'm just telling you to choose for you. Because if you don't, somebody else will take over your time, energy, and health. And we know where that goes. But thank you so much, Dr. Tim. I can't wait to meet you in person. Give uh, you so a looking forward to big hug. I cannot Oklahoma. wait. You're welcome to Oklahoma anytime. You're welcome as my guest to focus. You you send me a message if you want to come. Yes. We will be there with open arms. That'll be that'll be amazing. I can I can't wait to do that. I think I've heard so many stories, and I think we were supposed to speak together at a seminar in in Jamaica, and then last things I didn't go, and I think you ended up. Oh yeah, we was a, it, it was the uh, the mission trip. Yeah, the you mission were trip. To, yeah, yeah we're, that was. Oh, I was one of the speakers and then, yeah, uh, things didn't work out. But um, I, I've been looking forward to meeting you ever since. So I'm glad you accepted my inv invite to the Ganeke Show. And for those people that are new to the show, remember to check it out, to subscribe, to rate it and share with friends. Dr. Tim gave us a lot of information. So tag your friends here or post any questions you might have for him and he'll be glad to get back to you. And you can get his information at focusokc.com and, and keep shining and keep working on being amazing because 2021 needs you to be well. Thank you, everyone. Have yourself a blessed Freedom Friday. Thank you, Dr. Tim, again. Thank you. I appreciate you. all of you. Thank you so much. Ciao. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Get Naked Show with Dr. Auda. If you want to contact my guests, you can do so in the links below. And if you feel stuck in your life and you want to know if Get Naked to Thrive is the right program for you, please contact me to schedule a free discovery call. Remember, we all want the same thing, to be heard, to be loved, to make a difference in this world and live our best lives. So let's start using all these tools so we can rise together. I hope you have a blessed day and see you in the next episode of the Get Naked Show.